You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Podeskew Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm John. And we host the Beard Owl Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Weird Al. And a bunch of other stuff. That's right. Do you like nostalgia? Do you like sibling banter? Do you like beer? Do you like Weird Al? Are you human? If you answered yes to any of those questions, give us a listen. Become one of our loyal commenters. Podcast. I'm CJ. With me, as always, is my head roll mate Rico. What's up, man? Here's some more explosions for your movie, kid. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, dear God! Uh, there's gonna be a lot of that in the next couple, you know, episodes, possibly. No, I, I don't think it'll be as bad as this one. But yeah, th- this one is definitely. I mean, look for future episodes, probably. But this one definitely is 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 going to be a little. You're going to have to deal with Rico's Arnie. Just saying. <laughs> oh, boy. It, I, oh, I, man. I, you, you're just, you're already starting like, oh, God, I can't fucking, why do I, why do I do this anymore? Like, I, you know, fucking. <laughs> I don't know. It's more like, how do I let you talk me into this shit? More than Oh, more... come on. You're telling me you didn't like this movie? It's okay. All right, so for those uh, that have not guessed... They probably uh, haven't, because it's every movie he's ever starred in, except for, like, two. Well, I quoted I quote a specific line, but for those who don't get it, it's from the movie Last Action Hero. We will, we will spoil this. And we based, are planning... I was going to say, based on box office numbers, most people don't get it. Uh, well, it has a cult following years later, so that counts for something. Uh, sure. If mall rats can like get a cult cult status, then and and a, and a lot of love and revere and shit. But, but so can Last Action Hero. But but mall rats is an infinitely better movie, and that's not saying a whole lot. I wholeheartedly disagree. But all right, look the back the background of this shit is CJ and I were discussing we should do a deep dive of Arnold Schwarzenegger's films, and we both noticed that like there's a lot of comedy and there's a lot of action. And we're like, well, fuck, let's let's split that for a future episode. We'll do an Arnie comedy and Arnie action episodes in the future. But then we're like, well, where the fuck do we put Last Action Hero? And he said, you said action. And yeah. I said, no, it's it's comedy. It's more comedy than action. Like, nope, it's straight more action. I'm like, all right, well, fuck. 
let's just do a one episode about this particular movie so we don't have to disagree on what list it goes on. So this is the in-between. The, yeah, uh, the, the, the appetizer, if you will. Yes, or it's you're not, probably like, this is the napkin they give you. Yeah, it's it's the, the non-appetizing appetizer. Um, you fucking better not title this shit. Like Arnold's like unappealing appetizer or something. I bullshit. wasn't going to, but now that I say now that you say it. I would be more fine if you called it like most recent in action losers or something. Like <laughs> I don't know, we'll figure it out. Um, um so here's what it is. This is this is my overall synopsis of what this film is before we get into the specifics, right? It's it's a spoof film. Spoof film. It's right up there with, it's right in line with. I should say not up there because I think these other movies are probably better. But it's in line with, uh, like Hot Shots and Robin Hood Men in Tights. And I mean, not those aren't as actiony, but they're but they're spoof films, right? It's not as spoofy as those. It's certainly like the 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 again the bridge between like a pure action and an, a pure spoof. Because, and spoilers on it, obviously, when the time it gets to New York with Jack, I should say, because it starts in New York and then kind of comes back. When it comes back to New York, it does feel like an action film a little more until the very end when they end up back in L.A. for like two minutes. And there's there's moments of comedy thrown in, but it feels more like an action film once it hits New York. It feels then, like a darker action film. Well, no, but like a like a more like a more like a like a Lethal Weapon ish film, mm-hmm. or which it is McTiernan, so that you know, you know, and written more le- and written by Shane Black, right? Exactly. So, like, that's not outside the realm, right? But I mean, like, it's sure. you know, it, it it when you get to that level, and it it feel it does feel a bit Lethal Weapon ish, um. Maybe even a little Beverly Hills Cop to some capacity. A little you know, bit of Die Hard. A little bit of Die Hard. You know, so yeah, when it's in that section. But when it's in L.A., when, when, when Danny first gets sucked into the movie or jumps into mm-hmm. the movie or whatever. Because it's never really clear to me exactly how he ends up. And I guess the explosion throws him into the movie. I never really fully understood how he got from the yeah. theater to the movie. But I'm not going to split hairs on that. From From that point to when they come back to New York... That's a flat out spoof film. It is a flat out men in tights, hot shots, you know. Uh, I wouldn't go as far. I would call it a satire. I wouldn't call it a spoof. No, it's because it, 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 it's pretty fucking close to a spoof. I in in the sense that it's self aware and it's meta and it is poking fun at itself. Absolutely, but I would view the term spoof for like scary movie, which this is not. It's. You know, it's closer or, or, to Hot um, Shots, though, in terms of spoof. Well, the way Hot Shots spoofs. I don't know. I always kind of view the term spoof for, like, Mel Brooks specifically, where it's, like, pratfalls and gags. and, and... Okay, so this, this, the, the captain yelling at them in gibberish, with the exception of, like, words like Anne Frank and literal smoke coming out of his ears is not a spoof. Okay, you got me on that one. Okay. Oh, I... I and there is a talking cat voiced by Danny DeVito, which was si- pretty cool to hear, actually. Or he, right, and even even the doctor at the end, like when they go back, and he's like, "What are you kidding me? This is a flesh wound." I mean, like, 
he makes that lie. You know what I mean? Well, like, actually, I, what he says is like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even consider this a flesh. You're right. Movie. He actually, yeah, right. He even puts that. So like, those are spoof elements. Come on. Those are spoof elements, but I would not call it a flat out spoof. I would. That's why I said it's a satire. Because it's sort of a soft spoof in that I, aspect. I, I think you're being kind because of generous. Because there's still a lot of seriousness in the film, despite its goofiness. In 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 the New York pieces, yes, and 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 in in a brief section of L.A. where I would say probably departs with his second cousin, which first in it, in and it of itself is kind of a spoof. But all right, it, you know, it is Wait. definitely poking fun at itself. I, and then, I see. This is the, yeah. This is the best comparison I can give it is that it's closest to Scream. You haven't seen Scream. Mm-mm. Someday. Someday, CJ. Some <laughs> right. Day. Okay. But, like, Scream is both the uh, have your cake and eat it too type of movie. It's poking fun at slashers and the the revealing mistakes of it. Like, instead of, you know, it's like like literally there's a character talking on the phone to the killer kind of unaware that she's talking to the killer. And she's like, I don't watch horror movies because it's always some big breasted bimbo running up the stairs, you know, when she should be running out the front door, you, you know? So, you know what other, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying so, but like, I would not call scream a spoof. I would definitely call it a meta satire. Okay. Because it is still in first and foremost, a slasher. It is also a horror film, but it's poking fun. It's at its own genre. I could also, I could also see it. And then if I revert, if I reverse on my spoof stance a little bit here, because you know what it just occurred to me is it's kind of Ghostbuster-ish in that you have a lot of that comedy. Because like to me, Ghostbuster is not a comedy movie. It's not an act. I don't know. I actually don't know where. I've never known where to put Ghostbusters. I think technically it sits in the comedies like in a store, but, you know. It, it's actually in classics at the video room when I was working there. Well, at this point, that makes sense. But I'm thinking like 84 right. when it came out, where would it go, right? It wouldn't be I, classic. I would yet. probably put it in – I would probably put it in comedy. I would probably too, but it's more – It's more. it leans more serious than other comedies for sure. sure. And, and, and this is like right in that middle realm, you that, know? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's full-on Mel Brooks spoof, but it's definitely not full-on serious Arnold film either. I mean the, the 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 whiskers is hard. There's a couple of things that make it hard to take it serious. Whiskers for one. You're you're not agreed. But and it's, then it's definitely and then poking fun at itself. Every female cop in the entire department wearing pleather and next to nothing. Well, because that's the point is that it's the 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 overall allure of this film, in my opinion, is Danny the kid. Talking about and trying to prove to a fictional Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. character yeah. that he is a fictional character. That was the other thing that was. I mean, it, I, I like I get I get why they did it for the purpose of the story arc. So before you give me that answer to what I'm about to say, I already get that. But I didn't understand why Schwarzenegger was playing himself essentially as Jack Slater. And all these other real actors who show up in it, you know, like his daughter is is a real actress that I've seen. She's in the for the ninety five Mortal Kombat movie as she's Sonya Blade, you know. Yeah, Br- uh, Bridget Wilson. Right, but she's not there as Bridget I Wilson. Know. She's Meredith something or other who's playing Jack's daughter. 
Penelope or, or Whitney. Thank you. I couldn't remember yeah, what it was. See, that that bugged like... me too. I'm not going to lie. I was like, fuck, why didn't you just, like, why, why not give her the, the respectability of her being played by an actress? You do one of two things, right? You, you either, you either let her be herself being this character in, in the Slater films or Schwarzenegger is an actor playing Jack Slater. Like he's, Ron right. Smith playing Jack Slate, you know, I, I, I you know, right. But like, then, but then all the Schwarzenegger jokes go out the window. The I'll be backs, the all that shit, right? Which is fine, but then you let her be. Her. I like, I understand. I I do agree with you on that aspect. I was like that was a little funky because it was like it, that may have been her first film. I think that uh, may have been. Might been. Wilson's, I'm looking like, right debut. now. Yeah. Um, but not just her. Like F. Mary Abraham isn't F. Mary Abraham. He's no, he is, I know. Like, but that's that's the joke is that he killed Mozart, and they keep thinking it's a guy named Mozart. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which that kind of implies that the composer Mozart does not exist in the in the movie world. Uh, they don't know does, who it, Mozart is. It, it kind of does imply that, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. What? So. Well, it For seems like who... in the movie world, the only two real actors that seem to exist in the movie world are Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Nobody else is fucking real. No, 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 just Stallone, because no one's heard who Schwarzenegger is. That's true. No, the... Right now, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's just all the Arnold roles are usually presumably played by Stallone or Bruce Willis or something like that. But here's where the fuck up is. And, I th- and that's the thing I have to stress. This movie was intentionally added with goofs and plot holes and fuck ups because a lot of movies already have them anyways. So if they're poking fun at the action genre of all fucking things and the the crazy world of movies, they're going to perfect like McTiernan purposely was like, we need to just have plot holes just for the sake of plot holes. So in the video store that they go to in the background, the blockbuster, the blockbuster, there's fucking like posters of like like Schwarzenegger movies like in the background and a lot of them are directed by McTiernan so mm. there's there's it's it's that having your cake and eating it too so it's it's like i like this movie just for the the fact that it had the balls to do what it did and and Schwarzenegger like a lot of people said why the fuck did arnold do this i'm like because he was tired of people criticizing his acting and his accent and his movies and his catchphrases, like, fuck it, I'm going to do a whole movie where I'm fully aware of me doing it. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And people would love it. Like, how fucking meta is this movie? They were making governor jokes before he ran for governor. Um, like, you're right. Yeah, no, I, I I did find that interesting. I did. I did find it. Um, so you're correct. This was her first movie. Okay. So maybe that's why they didn't do that. Maybe okay, but, which which but even then, I, I I have an argument against that because it I'm says it says introducing Meredith whatever the fuck her name is. Why not introducing Bridget Wilson? Like I mean, like it, it just doesn't. I, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I I think that falls in line with the if you think about it too much sure. with a movie that's purposely full of plot holes, you're just going to have a plot hole in your brain. Uh, like, I, that's I, all I, it is. I, I had that the day I signed on to the show. Um, hey, <laughs> motherfucker, you chose me. 
Don't um, don't shift the blame. Like uh, you you this is your fault. Um so yeah yeah. Uh, let's see what else did what okay but, but so for, for yeah. that, because I don't know you you make a fair point in the sense that there may not have been a whole lot of people that did see this so the basic premise is a kid named Dan- see I look at this as like what if the director of Cinema Paradiso made a Schwarzenegger movie this did no 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 I realized what you I understood about halfway through what this viewing of it because I have seen this before years and years ago. Probably okay. not long after it came out. Um, I understand now why this movie means so much to you. I do get it. I do get it. I don't agree with okay. it, but I get it. Okay. You wish you were Danny. You wish you had that ticket and you could go in and out of these movies that I know you fucking love. Not just this one or just these. You wish you were Danny. Let's let's call it what it is. I, I never made that claim myself, but I don't disagree with it. But I also can make that argument for you. Mm-mm. You're telling me there's not a movie that you wouldn't want to fucking dive in and hang out with certain characters? No, for sure, but that's not what I'm saying. My point is, you look, I, I, this sounds like I'm giving you shit, but I'm really not. The point is, you you are such a movie guy. Like, if I had a golden ticket to put me on stage with Metallica and then, like, Led Zeppelin and, you know, all these different sure. bands or in the studio with them while they were recording, like, pivotal albums, yeah. I'd want that as badly as you'd want this ticket that puts you in these movies. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It's you Because have... I've got a golden ticket. Yeah, I've right. I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> Oh shit! That's what I should call this thing. Go- chance to lie, lie, lie. That's that's what I should call this thing is golden ticket. But anyway, there you go. Um, no, but for real, like if, if let's be real, if you could go, I mean, you 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 are infinitely more a movie fan than I have. I've always been. We've always said that since like oh yeah day one. It doesn't yeah. mean that I can't speak intellectually about movies. We've done it 164 times up until now. You know, so, um, and yes, I know you will make the argument. There's about 20 of those where I didn't speak very intelligently, but that's fine. We can have that discussion later. I I don't agree with that. I think it's uh, more. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. You set yourself up I know I did. That's why I'm not upset about it. Um, but, but. That's what I'm saying. I th- I think if I think that's why this, and especially for when this movie came out, because this movie came out in '93, you were two when it came out, but I'm sure you didn't see it long no. after you were old enough to to really start seeing things. You know, I don't know when I saw this. I it, it may have been on TV on like AMC or something when I was right. a kid. Right. But I think the real honest answer is that I saw it because I saw the VHS at like a yard sale or a flea market. And I was like, what random Schwarzenegger movie is is this that I've never heard of? And, you know, it, it looks interesting. And, you know, the premise is a kid gets sucked into a fucking movie world. That's what and... I'm saying. That's, that screams Rico. E- even if I was just a casual film goer, I would find the plot interesting enough. Because and, and the reason why is because I saw there's this movie that is pretty much just the serious romantic Italian version of this in a roundabout way. It's about this, it's Cinema Paradiso. It's about this fucking kid in Italy who all he does is cut school, 
and go to the fucking local cinema, the cinema, and hang out and befriend the uh, the um, projectionist, and how this projectionist gives him life lessons that he has in turn learned through watching movies in a room, and and you know he. He's like explaining, like he gives some light quotes that are meaningful. He's like, wow, that's a deep and meaningful thing. Where did you, is that Proust? Is that Shakespeare? He's like, no, that's uh, Clark Gable. Like, you know, shit like that. Right, Where, right. You know, you don't have to be a fucking, you don't have to be a doctorate to fucking like have an education. You just have to copy what No, clearly else you just look at a bullet wound and say it's not even a flesh wound and move on with your clearly, day. That's, you're I mean, right. You don't, you don't need... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, but so yes, in, in that aspect, I do agree. I wouldn't. I'm not. I definitely agree with you that if I had a fucking golden ticket, would I fucking go into the world of movies? Absolutely. Would my first jump be the the world of Arnold Schwarzenegger? Fuck no. No, no. But it, it you know, like first off, I would jump into porn. I don't know why no one would fucking think any differently. <laughs> Okay, well, like, I, mean, I had a golden I mean, ticket to go into movie sets in the movie world. I'm just going to go in like all the crazy classics, like Ass Gobbler's number seven, you know? Like, I just said that just to fucking make you like roll your eyes and chuckle. That's all I'm here for at this point, buddy. All right, so for those, who, again, who, who have not seen this, that is the premise. This kid, Danny, um, is lonely and he, and he, you know, the, the underlying thing that like not really, really many people talk about is that he is lost his dad. So he doesn't have a male figure, which is why he's going to the movies and sure. he's hanging with the projectionist and why he idolizes a fictional character. He's right. not even like, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, I love this fucking character. Right. It's not a Schwarzenegger and, love. It's a Jack Slater love. Yeah. Right. He doesn't give a fuck about Arnie. He, he was like, because. And um, in the, I, I, I wouldn't go that far, but he cares more about the character than he does Arnie. But I wouldn't say he doesn't give a fuck. That's that's a little extreme. But but you would think he would accidentally call him Arnold in the movie world, just because it is Arnold. You know, you. you but he he knows first and foremost that he's like his name is Jack, and he just automatically calls him Jack. Yeah, but he also, that would have been one thing I would have liked for him to be like Arnold. I mean, shit, Jack. Well, right, because well, he does that with um, Meredith, the Meredith character, and he gets he That's calls her and messes her name up. Going, but the, what I was going to say was that you know, but he's very versed in Arnold. Like he was talking about all the things about when he was trying to convince Jack that he wasn't real. Like he was very versed in in Arnold. He's stuff. definitely a fan, but he's so. a bigger fan of. of oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the other underlying, I mean, we know the character Jack Slater lost his son which is really like you're you're finding yourself thinking about the world of fictional characters and like that implies this guy spends his nights depressed and sad and drinking we watch the movie we turn off the movie when it's done but like there's a fictional character mourning the loss of his boy that's right. weird to think about yeah yeah um so that ultimately is the premise and while they're there it the, the the more or less the plot of of the film of like the mafia and and Anthony Quinn, which by the way Anthony Quinn was perfectly cast as Vivaldi, uh, the mobster. You and know who? I, if they were gonna make that today, do you know who I actually could see doing it? 
Who? I was, and I don't know why, but this actually this thought occurred to me, and I think I think it's only because they have a similar laugh, or at least in the way he was laughing in the movie. Mm-hmm. But Andy Serkis could play that role if they did that movie today, as the mobster or yeah, the Charles Dance role. The 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 mobster Vivaldi. Okay. The yeah. Okay. Um. Not Benedict, not not the not glass Benedict, eye guy. But which yeah, we're we're going from one evil Benedict to another evil Benedict, but Terry Benedict. Oh right, fucking, right, 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 from the last yeah. episode, yeah. Um, yeah, I could see Andy Circus. I, I, you know, as a, I honestly could see Andy Circus as either role. Personally, he has the capabilities of of being a Benedict or a Vivaldi. I think he likes doing those more over the top roles because you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me if you played that Vivaldi role, it's a cleaner version of Claw. Sure, like it, it's almost Claw from uh, Black Panther, except he'd have you both arms. Claw, yeah. You know, no, but it's just, yeah, no, it, no. But I'm I'm saying. Because he portrays him in Civil War and in Black Panther, and I'm saying it would be more like the Black Panther uh, portrayal. Uh, you mean Age of Ultron? Oh yes, Age of Ultron. I'm sorry. Yeah, but um, yeah, if 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 Ulysses Claw was instead of South African, if he was Italian and in the mafia, it would definitely be Vivaldi. I I, I agree with that. I, I don't even know that Claw was South African as much as that's just where he took a port. I don't know that he actually himself is African. He he has that accent. He has that. South African accent. Fair enough. All right. Um, but Charles Dance also got what well, I mean. Even though I didn't know who his what his name was when I first saw this movie, I was riveted by his portrayal and and he was fully aware that Alan Rickman was the first choice, but Alan Rickman passed because of course it was offered to Alan Rickman first, right? Oh yeah, and I could totally see Rickman playing that role. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, but my guess, but, can I guess, he didn't want to do it cuz it's too close to Gruber cuz it is very it, Gruber-esque. Very much so. He he was like I'm a Shakespearean actor, I don't want to fucking make fun of myself. They should have had him all... in that they should have had him in that Shakespeare thing they did in the middle then. That's where they he should have done a cameo there if he really is. A little like... bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll bring. Uh, there's something I want to talk about the Shakespeare thing too. That the the Hamlet was really fucking. But um, Charles Dance, at, when he found out that Rickman passed and he won the role, he wore a shirt like the his first week of off filming, saying, "I'm cheaper than Alan Rickman." <laughs> That's funny. And and Charles Dance is, has he's definitely one of the better thespians. Like he made whatever Underworld four fucking really tolerable like he helped that film for me uh he was a great addition in game of thrones he's i love charles dance he was one of the better things uh, i mean i have nothing against dracula untold but he really helped is all i'm saying you know ironically last action hero is known as one of his like four like on imdb you know they always oh, put, like, four, the four known fours yeah <laughs> well of course i mean because you know not for nothing charles dance had a surge in his career recently like he's been acting consistently but never at the star caliber until he was cast on game of thrones then he was in fucking dracula untold then he was in fucking underworld and shit like that so he's had a uh, a bit of a pick-me-up it only took him 60 years but you know yeah no whatever <laughs> um but uh the, so the shakespeare thing the hat the hamlet scene first yeah. off that's gotta be in a in a weird tongue in cheek reference to Schwarzenegger's, I'm sorry, to uh, Robin Williams' joke about Stallone doing Hamlet, like about how ridiculous the the idea of like to be or what, 
Like, just oh, yeah, imagine, yeah. like, an action star doing Hamlet, like, to be or not or to be. Yeah. Not to be. Yeah. Um, but the To be teacher, or what? <laughs> to be or what? Uh, the teacher who is showing the film in class. Yeah. That's Laurence Olivier's widow. Oh, no shit. That's Joan uh, Plowright, I think her name is. Uh, and I'll see if I can find it. So she's trying to like, uh, like yes, let her naive fucking students, or not naive, ignorant fucking students, be like, she's trying to cater them like Lawrence Olivier. You might recognize him from Clash of the Titans, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I got to imagine she might have been like rolling her fucking eyes, being like, "This is some bullshit." <laughs> like, <laughs> you're making me really push for my dead husband, who's a fucking like iconic actor god damn it yeah well um, this whole this whole movie is kind of that though isn't it i mean but that's that's why i like it i mean fuck yes the you know jumping in the movies with the golden ticket thing is funny but i also like a movie that is self-aware and that oh it's aware for, yeah yeah but it doesn't go it doesn't go full on satire or spoof is what i meant but it at least pokes fun at its genre because the only other time Schwarzenegger was poking fun at his own genre was when he was making like kindergarten cop. Right. Right. You know, which is, I would consider that a comedy. There's a lot of death in that movie. There's well, not a lot. There's enough death for a movie called kindergarten cop. Speaking of satire, can I, can I just like take two seconds and say, I feel really sorry for Robert Patrick because he's because he's only just known for T one thousand or what? Yeah, kind of like he he has a cameo in this film as that. He has got a cameo in Wayne's World as that. He's in. And there's another one. I I can't think of what it is right now, but I know I've seen him do that like three or four times in total mm-hmm. of just just the T one thousand silent role like. He's actually yeah. a decent fucking actor, and like he, he's a great actor who didn't get enough film roles that he should have. Um, no. but he's great at TV. Like uh, he is a immensely great supportive actor. Yeah, he, he's uh, you'll, really. You'll see him in uh, Sopranos. He shows up in the Sopranos. I think he's already he already did. He's a he was a degenerate gambler, wasn't he? Yeah, he's already he's already showed up in that, and he but he and did a great. Also, he, he God, no, I'm sorry, he was in True Blood for a while too. So you know, he's in the cast of Scorpion. If you've never watched that, if you haven't, I know, I know of Scorpion. I've never seen it, but yeah, I know he's in I, that. I'm not 100 percent sure if you would like that show, but regardless, he does a really his role and the the role he plays is really well done all the way through. Like he does a good job. So and he and he was on God. Isn't he in the X Files too? I was just gonna say that. Yeah, he was in uh, the okay. last like season or two of the X Files. He replaces David Duchovny. Oh, does he? I yeah. didn't know that. Duchovny departed the show because I, I the, the if I remember it now, I, I could look it up. I just don't feel like it. I think Duchovny wanted more money, and mm. they didn't want to pay him, so they like wrote him out. But they but they didn't kill him. They just wrote him out like he was just. Well, gone. yeah, they, they've they've made movies since then, right? So and I think they probably saw that writing on the wall. No pun intended. Right. So they, they didn't want to kill him. So they were just like, okay, you go over here, and then Robert Patrick fills in for for that for a little while. So, right. which is kind of interesting because if I recall it, and it's been a long time since I've seen it, but he 
He kind of took on the the Scully role in that, like, if you remember the early, early seasons of the X-Files, like, she was very much a skeptic. And by the end, I don't know if she fully believed, but she at least was on board. You know what I mean? And, right, and and Mulder was all about I want to believe from from day one because he swore his one, sister yeah. was abducted and they still had her. But right, so when when they make the shift to Robert Patrick, he kind of takes on that Scully role of being the skeptic, and she's at least on board because of all the shit right. she's seen. So anyway, that's beside the point. But yeah, he 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 get as a whole though, at least in cinema, like the poor guy can't catch no, a fucking I mean, break. But- but that was definitely a favor to Arnold. Like it because I'm pretty positive Arnold had approval of Patrick being cast as the T one thousand. He oh, must have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because when they're standing next to each other, Patrick looks intimidating, but you know, Arnold is the intimidating actor. He's big and and muscled and, and Oh yeah. In in know, a physical in a physical battle, like if you were just gonna have a flat out fist fight, forget acting, just a flat out fist fight, Arnold would kick the fuck out of Robert Patrick. Well, if you grab Patrick, I have a feeling Patrick would be able to fucking like beat see that's the thing, is Patrick was just quick. True. Like, I, True. I, I think I think Cameron compared it. It was like it was like like uh a like a not necessarily a tank, but like an old Dodge or an old Ford or something like a muscle car going sure. up against a Ferrari. I guess I could like, say that. Yeah. Um, but speaking of cameos, fucking in the same exact scene, right before Robert Patrick, you see Sharon Stone. Yeah. You see I, her character from Basic Instinct. I missed her, but I did read about it. Read about yeah. it. So. And from what I understand, which you probably read, that was a big surprise to everybody because she and Arnold did not get along when they were filming Total Recall. Okay. And I didn't even know they were yeah. in it together, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was one of her first, if not her first role. And she, they did not like each other. And they and I don't know what really... I mean, once eventually we'll probably do a deep dive of Total Recall or we'll include it when we do the Schwarzenegger deep dive action shit. Right, right. Um, blah, blah, blah. But... From what from what I understand, Arnold went to Sharon Stone after she turned down the cameo, and he said, "I need you to do this favor for me because I helped you with your career, so you owe me." And so I guess she's like, "Fine, fuck you, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll fucking wear my goddamn costume and I'll walk out having lighting a cigarette, and that's all I'm giving you." And he's like, "That's all we need, good." So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even Robert Patrick just literally walks through the shot. I mean, like directly yep. towards the camera, but he does. There's no like the only the only uh, indication of him is that Danny stops and says, "You see who that is?" Because like, yep. you know the. But that's it. So. Um, and the random cameos of like when they're at the premiere, the the fucking movie premiere. Yeah, like. There was a lot. There was Jean-Claude Van Damme. There mm-hmm. was, I think that was MC Hammer. It was, was like, yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the Damon's brothers. One, yeah, one I, of the Wayans brothers, yeah. Damon Wayans. I, I think? think it was Damon Wayans, yeah. And then you have... Uh, you have Chevy fucking Chase Chevy for Chase. no reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim, li- Jim Belushi. Little Richard. Little Richard, that's right. Yeah. Um, um, the thing Obviously, I- Jim Belushi was thrown in because he's he did like... 
one or two films. This would have been their second film. They were going to do another one together because I think they were both. He was in Jingle all the way. Okay. Okay. Um, I, it's and you have two separate Tom Noonans. Like you have the Ripper Tom Noonan, and, and then you then, have the actor Tom Noonan. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I uh, the thing the thing I, the thing that I one of the spoofs that I loved it, and this is definitely look. Darce, regardless of whether or not you consider the movie to be a spoof, especially the L.A. portions, like I was saying, there are spoof pieces. Do we agree mm-hmm. to that? Like I said, with the ears, and every time the captain yells, the glass fucking breaks. You know, like, those are spoof things. And the other one, and this happens all the time. Like, this happened, we didn't talk about it when we did the Bad Boys trilogy, but, like, that police station is way bigger than any fucking police station would ever be, ever, anywhere, Ever. And cleaner. And cleaner. cleaner, too. But, like, even even Bad Boys, like, we didn't talk about it, but I remember this from the trivia. Like, in 2, when they're going up that escalator, like, remember when he, like, he says, Let's, are you ready to go back to the captain, get, or go back to the station, get our asses kicked by the captain? And then the next yeah. scene is them coming up the escalator to walk around and talk to, to Joey Pants. Mm-hmm. That was actually shot at the courthouse because mm. it's, because the actual police station was too fucking small like you know what i mean like yeah and i've been to a couple courthouses not as a thankfully not as a uh you know defendant but i've I've been there as a once as a witness and a couple times when i was doing mock trial back in the day as a as a high school student and and courthouses are fairly sizable in comparison so like Makes sense that they used it, but anyway, like I mean, there was a, there there was a um a line uh like a like a like a, there was just like there was like areas like windows like one two three four like in the police department they're never that big and no. like and the other thing there's that you were talking about cameos there's one you there's one you completely left out that's and and I use the word cameo loosely because they probably you know, superimposed this in CGI somehow, but fucking Humphrey Bogart shows up. That's true. I, 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 and, and the weird would, thing is, is that you hear his voice and then you're like, you know what? I'm actually, kind of, I'm actually going to look up Humphrey Bogart. Cause I am very curious to see if it's actually on his IMDb because that would be awesome. If that was like his, if it was technically like, his last credit. You, yeah, that would be like the best way of playing Link Askew, like Link Arnold Schwarzenegger to Humphrey Bogart. Well, technically, <laughs> technically, yeah, no, it's not. It's not on here as a credit, but it fucking should be. Well, does it say if anyone plays Humphrey Bogart? Because maybe uh, it was yeah. just an actor. I'm looking now, but um, who just looks like Bogart? And then they black and whited him with special effects or whatever. Yeah, they could have because he was there black and white, if you remember. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of funny gimmicks of this film, like the fact they're constantly pairing up. I was going to say that. Yeah, that's not how that works. You have a partner and that's it. Like, you don't. But it almost, it, it, sometimes it feels like that. Like, I guess. All right, yeah. You're a hard, you're a hard boiled lethal weapon. We're going to put you in with the guy who's got only two weeks from or two days from retirement, which motherfucker, they threw that in there. Like. Yeah, literally the black cop with the explosion at you know Frank's fucking house. He says, "Just two days to retirement," and then you hear a saxophone play, and then he dies. Like, 
Well, that's, and that's what, what I, I love is from what I read, that was by design. Like that wasn't coincidence. No, of course. That that's the point. Is is see? Here's the thing. This, this was originally like a a story. I think it was like it may have been Zach Penn and some other guy. And they were like, all right, we want to poke fun at the genre. But it, they went, like, really dark. And they were poking fun specifically at Shane Black's movies, mm. like Lethal Weapon. Sure. And then, ironically, the fucking script landed in, in Shane Black's lap. And he pretty much said, I get it. I'm going to just fucking put as many inside jokes about myself and my filmography. Well, did you, did his... you, did you see who one of the film doctors on this thing was? Carrie Fisher, I think, was one the, of them. The princess herself was, yeah. was a film doctor on this. Yeah, I, I think I, I know. It feels weird still calling her the princess, but I guess oh, never. it's weirder to call her the general. Is more like oh, you know she's she's. I don't give a fuck. She's always going to be the princess to me. Right, like, right, right. I was actually just um, watching Empire the other night, just because. So you know, there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, Carrie Fisher was definitely one of the script doctors for a lot of stuff. In oh yeah, we, we we talked about that when we did the um, hook. Well, well, not only that, but I think didn't we do like a about her dying at one point? We did a like a an homage type of thing. I think we we did that on Get Vocal. I think was it. But either way, yeah. I think we 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 have discussed her being. A script doctor before, right? So. Um, no mention of Bogart in the uh, in the in the cast anyway that I'm seeing. So okay. I don't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> dude, I I I'm a little disappointed you didn't love this movie as much as I did, but you know I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you at least watched it. I'm glad you fucking gritted your teeth and i and, always and... watch our homework i always do my homework for this show you know that that's true so that's true. whether i want um, to or not is a different discussion i still fucking well, do it um i'm trying to i mean were there any other parts that you liked or any other jokes no listen listen let, let's let's be let's be all jo- in all seriousness let's be from i did not dislike this movie I just don't hold it with the the reverence and and whatever it is that you hold it with. Like it's, it, this is this is disposable to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I I watched it. I can I, but there's a lot of movies that are disposable to me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not shitting on this movie by saying that. There's a lot of movies that I've watched over the years. Probably some for this show that I can't think of off the top of my head. That was like all right, I enjoyed that, but I'll you know. It it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like n- now you could say like, yeah, I saw last action hero. Fuck off. You know, right? Yeah, just, and I seen I, last action hero. And I had seen it before this. I just didn't remember enough to do the thing without watching it again. But, sure. Because I think I I think I saw it in like ninety seven or ninety eight or something like that. Like a couple years after years after it came out, as opposed to you know last year or the year mm. before. Like it had been a long time since I had seen the movie. You know. Um, fortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, whatever you want to call it, I didn't forget much. Like most of, I remembered more than I real. I mean, there were certainly nuanced stuff that I totally didn't remember, but you know, like, but the basic premise I didn't get wrong. So, I mean, there, I have criticisms as well, but I mean, like I thought the, the whole subplot where like a mobster Leo the fart is shoved full of nitrous gas or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And like just just to make fart jokes, I was like, 
I mean, is it a big leap where a mobster would call another mob, like nickname a mobster, Leo the Fart? I mean, it that's Lou the Wrench and and fucking you know uh, Tony two times and fucking Johnny No Nos and mumbles, mumbles and yeah. and Barry the Banana, whatever. But like Leo the Fart, I just don't fucking see. Which is, I guess, the whole, like, you can't take it seriously. It's it's supposed to be a joke. Like, of course, we're going to throw a fart joke in here. Um, but that was one of my few, like, eye rolls, personally. But because the, this the is whole, sort of the in-between... The, the whole part with the, the La Brea tar pits was a bit of an eye roll for me, honestly. Well, that whole sequence. The, yeah. the Leo the Fart and the tar pits. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that he comes out... And he has like a paper towel, and then he's just clean. Yeah, but that was to make fun of the fact that that happens in movies all the fucking time. Right, where he flat out said, like Danny says, you know, tar usually sticks to people. Right. I mean, there's a sequence in the second Mortal Kombat, the Annihilation one, the the really bad one that when we did the one without Bridget Wilson. Correct, the one without Bridget Wilson playing her. But it ironically, it centers around Sonya Blade. And if you remember, I complained about it when we did the deep, the deep dive. Like, yep. there's a sequence where she's rolling around in the mud fighting. I forget who it was, Melina, Melina, I think, but don't, whatever. And then it's over, and she's walking out of that section with Jax perfectly fucking clean, like it never happened. Yeah. You know? So, I, yeah. I, I mean, but then, like, they put that gag in for the sole purpose of poking fun. So, like, it's hard to criticize a movie for plot holes and inaccuracies and, and stupid jokes when that's the whole point of this movie, which is why Schwarzenegger wanted to do it. Um, the, he's also called it his wor- the worst thing he's ever been appeared in. But he also said when he first read the script, this is the best script I've ever read. Right, which so, seems kind of contradictory. Well, I think, I think this movie was going to fail for a multitude of reasons. It won... It competed against Jurassic Park. Like, not for nothing. This could have been the best Schwarzenegger movie ever, and it would not have... It would have lost to Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park was a dinosaur and a titan just listen, chomping down all their films. Yes, but listen. Listen. If if Jurassic Park had never existed, this movie was not winning movie of the year. True, which brings me to my second point. Why? Okay. Because I think it was honestly just too ahead of its time. Now, the 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 self aware and the meta and the poking fun is in. Marvel does it all the time. It's very Deadpool esque without being so Deadpool. Like, it's not all switching your narrating, like Deadpool does. But it is kind of that's it's it's Deadpool esque. You could not like feasibly have Scream or Deadpool in a successful way if it wasn't for like Last Action Hero at least laying down the bricks. It it's it got fucking criticized and and was ruined and ultimately was like the beginning of the end of Arnold. But like you know was it really? I mean he did True Lies a year later. It wasn't like he it stopped his career. Junior didn't help. <laughs> Not, no. Just saying. No. But that's another movie where it's like you can't go into this movie like Junior 
We're like, you're going to take this shit seriously. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger as a pregnant man. Right. You can't, you can't find, if you're going to criticize this movie, you should blame yourself for going to see it. You know? So I think, I think if, if Last Action Hero came out in like 2015, I think it would have done better. I think it would have. I think it would have done way better, and I think a whole lot of, it, w- it would have had more appreciation for it. I just think, I, you know, it's, it just was born in the wrong year. Like, you know, how so many millennials fucking complain about this is the ultimate, this is just the millennial film. That's all it is. Uh, I guess. Um, but I, I, I appreciated the, the darkness that we really didn't see a whole lot that Arnold also was doing. Like, you know, the, the whole soliloquy where he's talking about, you know, fu- really fu- fucking coming to terms that he is a fictional character. And like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, make a movie about your life and, you know, throw your kid out of, off, a, off a roof. But it's OK. He's, a, he's a, you know, he's a fictional character, you know, yeah, and yeah, give him nightmares. Actually, like, one, that's real shit. Well, true, true. One of my favorite parts of the movie, actually, is when Danny wakes up the next morning after they come back to New York and the, the mom and him have been up all night, like, talking. Yep. You know? I also feel like the whole thing is kind of a... The whole thing is a, a quasi-spoof to T2, in okay. a way. Can you, can you elaborate? Because of the relationship between Jack and Danny. Like it's it's very much the T one hundred or T eight hundred and um John, John Connor, Connor as a kid, you know what I mean? Like it's not as serious, but it's got a very similar vibe and and you know the whole thing. <laughs> um, I I definitely can. I mean, first off, the character of Jack Slater and the Terminator are completely different, oh, but absolutely. I definitely yeah, yeah, acknowledge. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't call it a. I think it's definitely a reference. The fact that Arnold's running around with a small kid, that that's that's the uh the homage, so to speak. Right, but it's, um, it's but I think it's also deliberate to that. Maybe I picked the wrong word saying spoof, but like it it's definitely a deliberate like doing that again. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an homage just like, you know, all of the homages are of the Arnold Schwarzenegger films, like him constantly saying I'll be back. You know, and how Danny's just like, you always say that. That's your blah, blah, calling blah. card, yeah. We're always waiting for you to, you know, put it in a movie. You know, and I fucking laughed my ass off when Arnold was like, you know, he just spouted gibberish like, blah, 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 belly button. Yeah, you didn't know I was going to say that, did you? Oh, no, like, it says um, um, belly baby, what is it? And it's actually a tongue twister. It's rubber, rubber baby, baby bumpy, buggy bumpers is what he says. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I was like, first off, I give Arnold credit for saying California. He didn't say it right. He said California. As he, that's why that 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 actually I think is why he gets so much that movie is what started the California joke for him. Uh, well, I think him actually being governor of California be like California. This came out in ninety three. I remember them making spoofs of that of him the way he said California on SNL around that All time. Right, well, so like that, you no, whether know. whether whether that's a result of this movie or he was interviewed somewhere and did it equal and just did it, you know what I mean? Like Well, yeah, when he was running for governor and when he was governor, he was just like, Oh yeah, you're coming California. What? 
No, but no, but at least at least he kind of gets it. This one he basically called it cauliflower, but instead he said <laughs> color. You know, I mean, like, you know. Yeah, we call it cauliflower. No, but he 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 stresses the Cali part in 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 this movie. It's very California. You know, he does he does something in uh, it's Kindergarten Cop where he says, um, where he's talking about like. I, where are you from? Are you from the someplace in Oregon? Are you from Portland? Are you from Astoria? Like what the fuck? <laughs> uh, or maybe you're from. I think he actually does say maybe you're from California. In I think he says that in Kindergarten Cop. When, maybe, I'm gonna, when, maybe. when I rewatch him, brother, I'm gonna perk my ears for our ex, my ex governor. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to fucking acknowledge because there's. There's two politician jokes in this fucking movie. It's like yeah. the governor's on line one. He just or no, here's the governor, and he just punches the governor in the face. No, it's 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 the deputy or the the assistant governor or deputy governor, and he punched him and says, "Let me know when the real governor gets here." Is what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when uh, the projectionist Nick, which Nick. by the way. That's an underrated character actor. Is that guy? Oh yeah, for sure. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff too. Yeah, I agree. Not, yeah, yeah, like this is Doubtfire. Like he, yeah, he just has that face, and and he's just memorable to me. Robert Robert um, Prosky or Prosky. Yeah. I don't know how you say. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but I yeah, Prosky. Um, but he says, you know, there's terrible worse things in life, and he says politicians and famine and child abuse and disease and politicians like you said that already he's like well they're double bad they're just yeah they're worse than anything he's actually in one of your favorite movies which one uh he misses outfire i just said that oh i didn't hear maybe it cut out i didn't yeah i I I said yeah mrs doubtfire okay sorry i didn't hear you Um, say it no no it's fine Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. I I wish there... I don't think there needs to be a sequel. No. But I think this could be a potential rebooted film. You know what I'm saying? Like the same premise. Like like that Ryan Reynolds movie that just came out, Free Guy. I know you didn't see it. No, and I do, I do want to see it. I just wasn't going to the theater to see it. I will watch it when it gets to like streaming or... HBO or whatever. Like I will, I will watch it. But um, you, if here's you were to take this movie, who would you have play the character? If you what of of, of Arnold or uh, it, it doesn't have to be Arnold. It's just like the uh, an action star who has a wide multitude of action films. A kid gets sucked in the film. Blah blah blah. Same premise, just different actor. All right. Can I, give, can I give you a joke answer before I try to come up with a serious one? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Deadpool 3 is how you do this. You bring the kid into Deadpool 3 and just let, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even better, you have the same actor who played Danny just grown up. <laughs> yes. Yes. What's his yes. name? Austin O'Brien? Uh, that, that... I turned it I, I changed it. Give me a second because I was looking at Prosky's uh, roles here. Uh, Austin O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. You get Austin O'Brien now, however old he is, 45 or 42, whatever the fuck he is. Uh, based on the math, he's 40. Okay, you get a 40 or <laughs> You just have him be- play the exact same. No, you, yeah, you haven't played. Well, you could have him play Danny or you could have him play Austin. You could have him play himself. And then he gets sucked into Deadpool 3 and it's just constant like. Like Deadpool be like, oh my god, you're my favorite child actor who's not dead. <laughs> right? Right. You know, it would, like, be, it, would be even, it would be even better if he actually gets sucked in and he's like, again, really? Yeah, dude. You know, yes. Like... I, I'm look, not for nothing. <laughs> whatever you whatever you could say about last section hero, you've got to agree. This is like a fucking great script thing. And god damn it, Ryan Reynolds. Pitch this. Yeah. Like the Princess Bride. I like the Princess Bride, but we right. want we want uh last Deadpool hero. That's what we want. I actually would love Deadpool in that world because he'd be like, Do you see that fucking cartoon cat over there? What the fuck? Seriously, can you imagine how much he would shit a brick if he saw like like another char- like a, a character from an actor that was oh, in one of his previous films? Like if he saw a fucking Wolverine. You 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 may not get this joke, but so forgive me if you don't, but I I can see him in that movie seeing Whiskers and be like, "Is that MC Scat Cat?" Like, <laughs> do you know who that is? I know Scatman Crothers and I know MC Hammer. MC Scat Cat was the animated cat that was in the Paula Abdul video for um, Opposites Attract and does the rap like that. That was the character, and it was a. It was a cat with a flat top in fucking a wife beater and blue jeans with suspenders. Like okay, so it's it's like a, a it's like a rip off of the cat scat cat from the Aristocats. But I see what uh, you're saying. I don't. I've seen the Aristocats. It's been so long that I've seen that. I can't tell you. But okay. anyway, um, but the point is that like I could see Deadpool making that joke because he's old enough to remember MC Scat Cat from that video. Sure. That, that video was fucking everywhere in like 1991, 1990. Uh-huh. Like it was everywhere. So, well, what what you could do for this fucking made up Deadpool sequel thing that we're making? You <laughs> yeah. have Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jack Slater in it. Oh yeah, as like and like have Deadpool interact with Jack Slater and just constantly making Terminator jokes and just be like, you know. Hey, zip it, Slater. I saw you in Junior. <laughs> Even better, why aren't you playing Cable? Like, Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> with all respect to Josh Brolin, he's a better fucking Cable. That's, than... Yeah, that's who the, the intended was. It was supposed to be Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger was like, oh, no, I'm too old. Fuck, it would have been better than him playing Mr. Freeze, but that's, you know. That's the other joke. Oh that's my the, god! That's the other series because you know he crosses that line into DC all the time. God, he's just like, oh my god, my fourth favorite Batman villain, <laughs> right? Or my least favorite Batman villain, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, or or it'll be oh. like, what what do you want? Do you want me to take two of these and call you in the morning? You know. <laughs> or or if he's if, if if he's holding a gun on him, what should I freeze? You know, like I could see those kinds of comments coming out of Deadpool, like totally coming out of Deadpool. Or or he just shoots because even he like makes like Schwarzenegger makes a uh, Mr. Freeze pun in this movie before he ever was Mr. Freeze. What does he do? I the don't, fuck, yeah, the ice cream truck blows up and an ice cream cone hits. Uh, we were talking about that that. Uh, Asian American actor who's like in all the action movies, like yeah, yeah, Die yeah. Hard, Lethal Weapon. Right, right, right. He's he's in it, and he gets a fucking ice cream cone in the back of his head. Right, and slumps forward, and Schwarzenegger's like, "Ice that guy." Uh, I think I think maybe I I I must have missed that somehow. I did miss that, but yeah. Dude, uh, I'm, dude, I'm just imagining Deadpool just like shooting a guy and just being like, "Ice to see you," and then looking over at Arnold, and Arnold's like. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have Jack Slater go. Yes. I, I don't, I don't know. How do I, that's funny. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be the, actually, that's how you do it. This is really how you do it. Like you wanted to bring, um, Danny back. And with all respect to Austin O'Brien, no, you find, you have Deadpool find the other fucking half of the ticket. It's still laying in the middle of the sidewalk. Or I guess it's down and you know, it's who knows where it ends up, but like, and he ends up in that movie. At some point, right. and like so, it's he's now the Danny role. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would that would be the way Danny you do Poole. it. Yeah, Danny. Um, um, speaking of dead, I I had completely forgotten Ian McKellen was in this fucking movie. Yes, yes, sir. Dude, Ian McKellen. Yes, uh, there are some fucking sirs and thespians, and like, see, that's the thing that's so crazy about this movie. Is like you get F. Murray Abraham, you get fucking Anthony Quinn was a is like a icon of an actor, you know, it's, and Charles Dance and Ian McKellen and Joan Plowright. Uh, it's so funny. I can't think of F. Murray Abraham without thinking of that radio show that I've talked about on here several times, the Preston Steve show, because, um, and as I've laid it out before, but I'll just say it again real quick, like. Preston's kind of more the straight guy, and and Steve's the the comedy guy, right? Like they're both funny, but like that's really kind of the the dynamic, right? Sure. So like, they'll be he'll be reading a story, like Preston will be doing like entertainment news or something, and F. Mary Abraham will be mentioned for some reason, doesn't matter what for, right? Mm-hmm. And without fail. Every time he'll be like, "And F. Mary Abraham, blah blah blah," and Steve will cut in with, "And F him." Like that's it, Just, it, because they can't say fuck on the radio. So most of the time, if they want to say fuck, they say F, like F that or F him. Right. So like every time the name F Mary Abraham comes up, they they play on that F part of it every fucking time. I mean, <laughs> that's really funny. It is. Uh, do you know what the F stands for? Uh, no, I don't. To the best of my knowledge, it's like. Farad or something like that because um, he looks Ephraim Abraham yeah. is half Syrian half Italian yeah uh does it say if no okay well his father was Fred Abraham so I remember reading it was like Fahad no Murray I said Abraham. his father was Fred no no, no I'm saying that it, that may be the case but I've I remember reading like F Murray's 
like real name was like I'm working Fahad. on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, I mean, he'll always be fucking Salieri to me. And then like, which they make he, plenty of jokes about throughout the I thing. I love so. that man. Like, I love the fact that like classical music does not exist in the movie world. You're not gonna like and, this. His name is Murray Abraham. He put the F on there just to give it that gravitas. That's it. The F doesn't actually stand really? for shit. Yeah. I remember where, where the fuck did I read it? Like I well, you read even if you read it, it's not accurate. <laughs> I mean, you telling me something on Wikipedia is not accurate? No, well, I'm on IMDb, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna double check on Wikipedia because I got I'm you. Right, I got it right here. Let me because I got okay. I got Wiki open for uh, for all these. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, according to this, F. Mary Abraham, born Mary Abraham, is American actor who became. Widely known after his role as Salieri. Uh, um, That's. Oh, well, okay. So here's the thing. The son his, of Fareed, Fred Abraham. So maybe he, they, your, his father's name was Fareed. Okay. So that might be what you read and kind of just, you know, pieced it together incorrectly. Sure. That That's. Okay. So, yeah. Abraham added F to his stage name in honor of his father, Farid. He has stated that Murray Abraham just doesn't seem to say anything is just another name, so I thought I'd frame it. Okay. Well, f- fucking, I'm, fuck you, F. Murray Abraham. F you, F. Murray, F. Murray Abraham. No, I, I can say fuck, goddammit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this has nothing to do with the movie, but I thought we'd uh, kill a little bit of time by telling you that I saw another movie that you recommended to me. Okay. What's me? that? Uh, uh, yeah. Mur- Murder at 1600. Oh, you did finally watch that? I, I, I had written it down and then it was like on HBO. I'm like, Oh, Holy shit. I think this is that movie that he was telling me to watch. That's why I suggested this. it. Cause I knew it was on there for you to watch. I, do, I I never made the connection that it was on there, and I don't remember you telling me it is on HBO. You should watch it now. Uh, or, I, or because I did, but that's fine that you don't remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, look, I fucking watched it, and I have to tell you. First off, you didn't really give me any plot of this of what it really was. I think you were trying to like. No, I told you back. it was about it was about the president's son being accused of murder. I did tell you that. Okay, but I did. I see. I was so. I I took the title literally. I thought it was murder at sixteen hundred, meaning it was like sixteen hundred feet. I thought it was like. I thought it was another ripoff of Air Force One. Oh. So I'm like, oh, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, that's clever. All right, that makes sense. And I'm like, so I'm watching it, and I mean, it's it's fine. It's it's sort oh, of that's, the same. no. I never said it was like. Fan fucking tastic, but it's an enjoyable no, film. But you, you said that that I would pr- enjoy it, and I think I, I remember looking. I looked it up, and I said originally it was offered to Bruce Willis, and I have to say I think Bruce Willis would have done better. Oh no, nobody gets Wesley Snipes, but I just don't think Wesley Snipes was right for the role. I thought he was fine. I I liked him in it personally. So I think there was just an in, in cons- first off. I have. I think Bruce would have been too over the top. Honestly, like it needed more of a subdued detective role. I think Bruce would have been way over the top on that. I think Bruce was would have been more of a. It would have looked more natural because Wesley Snipes is like a trained fucking martial artist, and there are parts where he does 
crazy martial arts where he takes down dudes. And, and what's wrong with that? Just, it, it's, it's inconsistent of, of his martial arts prowess of knocking down dudes in like one touch and then like getting the shit kicked out of him for like an extra 10 minutes by someone who's half his size. Where I'm saying Bruce Willis doesn't have martial arts, Bruce Willis could just street fight. No, you know what you do the, then? You, you, I, I, I know how we fix it, because I think Bruce is too much. You think Wesley's not enough or too inconsistent, whatever, right? So, Robert Patrick. You give you it go. to Robert Patrick. No, I'm not even making a joke. Like, I know it sounds like it, but no, he, he would have been good in that role, and he would have been a cop, but he would have been, like, he would have been able to speak, which would have been a benefit beyond, the, have you seen this boy? Because that's about the extent of his, I mean, that's, listen, <laughs> He's a good actor. He's got more intelligence, but he did not have a whole lot of lines to remember for for T two. Yeah, his other lines are, "Say that's a nice bike," or "Get out," or "Oh, the classic one, call to John now." Like, okay, Robert. Like, yeah, like he he had like six lines in the entire fucking movie, and three of them he repeats. So, like, anyway, that's that's we'll get to that because. Spoilers, people. I suspect there's going to be a, a robot feature deep dive coming soon. There you go. Um, yeah. So no, but uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you at least. Not, in, I, I, you know. I watched it and and I think it had a very strong promise, but I think the plot got a little too convoluted. It, it just got a little too like, and then there's this, and then they covered up this thing, and it was all just because they wanted to attack North Korea. And I'm like, oh, give me a fucking break, Alan Alda. Sorry, spoilers. That no, was the fine. other thing. As soon as Alan Alda was like, oh, he did this shit. It's all his fault. Like, I saw it coming a mile away. I'm like, oh, let me tell you why. Like, Fuck <laughs> you, Alan Alda. Like, I know. I, I, I think I like it more than you do, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's like the best film ever. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But it's, No, 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 no. I'm just letting you know I saw a movie we re- recommended. and It's about fucking and it, time. Um, it, and it sucked dick. Well, that's all right. A lot of the ones you recommend do, too. So Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll let the audience fucking decide that one. Yeah. <laughs> as, um, we, as we come into October for the third year. You know, if you're in all seriousness, if you're gonna fucking go into the mindset that all those movies I recommend for the month of October, are no, be I, awful. I was referring to the first one you recommended in the first October that I still think is stupid. Oh, you know what? I got none. <laughs> just go <laughs> yourself. <laughs> uh, so, um, Christ. So, yeah, but anyway, the, the I I listen. Um, it it. it Going back to the last action hero, it is it is a fun movie. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's like you know I just made the joke about you know pieces of shit or whatever, and I don't even think it's that, but or, or even some of the other ones. But like that one, it it it's a good movie. It, it's a fun movie. It's one. It, listen, that's a popcorn movie. You need something you or 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 it's a movie you want to put on for just have something in the background. It's a good movie for that. You know what I mean? Like I and and. Just to just to make it seem like I'm not shitting on it, it's the same thing I would do with something like Demolition Man. I would put Demolition Man on for the same same reasons, right? So it's not like I'm saying this is terrible and Demolition Man's perfect. I enjoy Demolition Man more, but that's just right. my personal preference. But it does not mean that I think this is terrible. Actually, right. I'd say they're probably on par, and if they're not, it's just like this. It's like 
you know, it's it's not far off, you know. You you make a fair point. Demol- Demolition Man is probably the closest thing that maybe Stallone has come to of being self-referential. If you exclude the Expendable films, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, right, Then Demolition Man is the closest thing where Stallone's, like, able to poke fun at his own self and his and his career, essentially. And I actually have to look to see when that came out because... That's 93. Three, maybe. Is it? Hold on, I'm looking. Well, I know. I I want to say it's it's definitely early '90s. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely early '90s. But I I can't remember exactly when. So I'm just and there's a reason I'm bringing that up. The years '93. So both these movies came out in the same year. Uh huh. And my point is because like they make the Stallone as Terminator joke in Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm. And then they make the Schwarzenegger presidential library joke in Demolition mm-hmm. Man. So, like, it felt like that was, like, the trading barbs back and forth. Cause, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I know they're they're tight now. We've seen the videos on fucking YouTube and shit. But, like, there was a time where they actually didn't like each other. Am I correct on that? Uh, it, it's a half-truth. They, okay. they definitely enjoy the rivalry of... I mean, they were business partners. They did Planet Hollywood together. That's... With Bruce, if I'm correct, right? It was his, and, the, and Bruce, yeah. yeah. But they um, also, I mean, there was a lot of it was the media really kind of pushing like Arnold versus Sly. Like it was really that kind of. It was bullshit. more external than internal. Then I got but, you. But they definitely love to fuck with each other's careers on a on a real personal so, level. So it's it's Ryan Reynolds and fucking Hugh Jackman, basically. Yeah. So, okay. But like they, but they didn't really go at each other's careers, so to speak. Whereas Sly and and Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger played a prank on Stallone where he said he got a script for, like, stop or my mom will shoot. And yeah, he said, yeah. what an awful fucking script. This is the worst thing I've ever read. Never going to do it. But, and he told his agent and his manager, he's like, leak it to Sly. Leak it to Stallone and tell him that I'm interested and that, you know, but like make it seem like I'm wavering on price and, and fee. And then Stallone said, Oh, fine. I'll, I'll totally do it. You know, I'll fucking... <laughs> and then he fucking grabbed it underneath Schwarzenegger and made the movie. And you want to talk about a movie that killed his career. Holy fuck. Stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah. But and he's, he's turned that around quite a, quite a few times. Did. So. He definitely did. But I'm saying that's an example where Schwarzenegger was like, yeah, give it to Sly. He doesn't even care. He doesn't act anymore. Fuck him. Right, right. Like, um, that's, that's some George Clooney level of prank right there. Where it's like, I'm going to make you fucking be, film a movie for two months that is going to be awful. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's say you, you mentioned Planet Hollywood. Let's talk about that for a minute, shall we? Okay. Because... Is there any more foreshadowing to real life events than the way that fucking Arnold and Maria were bickering at each other through the entire? Yeah, when Arnold's playing himself. Yeah. Now I, at the time, I'm sure it's meant to be comedic, but uh, it looks yeah. a little too real. Yeah, it looks a little very bit. genuine. And and more from her end than his. Oh, yeah. Like like no, she's not acting. No. 
That's kind of what I was about to say. It's like, no, I think she's really like, why the fuck am I here? Why am I married to this fucking asshole? Like, <laughs> she calls him a, she calls him something very specific, like you, you low foreheaded, blah blah blah. Like, she's yeah, just I, like, yeah, like basically Neanderthal, an, like an basically, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that. I, I wish right. I knew what year the the maid thing happened because I almost I makes know, me wonder. I was just implying that, like <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I think what whatever that the, the love child was born in like I maybe two thousand maybe because he's not my age and he's not your age, but he's he's like I think he's like maybe twenty five or something. So the, that would be yeah. Hold on. Uh, there's a wiki on this, so I'm looking it up now. Give me a second here. Uh, let's see. Come on, <laughs> I can't believe we're looking this up right now. But I, I just, I just love the idea that like, while he's filming Last Action Hero, he's prepping for Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. All right, that's not that's loading means. for whatever reason. Uh, I don't care where she's from. Okay, she worked for the for twenty years, retiring in two thousand eleven. So just doing the math. He st- she started in 91. Okay. The movie came out in 93. Yep. Just saying. Just saying, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> one of, just... Look, one of, one of my all-time favorite fucking bits that Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman did on Babylon, Yeah, they were talking about the Maria Shriver made an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, and they were making puns at the end with movie titles of Arnold. So like a doctor says, can you explain this, uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger? And he's like, it's not a tumor. <laughs> like, and then, yeah, what am I going to do with all these children? What am I, a kindergarten cop? Um, uh, did I fuck a maid? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't have total recall. <laughs> I, rem- I remember the, what you're talking about here. And then, I remember that Babylon. Yeah. According and to then, the son, yeah. according to the, the son, the love child son. No, the the magazine, the 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 tabloid, I guess. Oh, the son. The, that son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the yeah, I yeah, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, the the affair happened in '96. Okay. So three years after the movie. Well, it sure looks like Arnold may have been like thinking about it, like he planted his. Well, if she so was really, speak. if she was talking to him like that in real life. Yeah, I fucking don't blame him. That's that's a cameo I would have loved to have seen. Is the maid. fucking maid? No, no, yeah. Mrs. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no. no, no. You need more pledge. Let me pledge, Mrs. Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. let's see. I'm trying. I'm looking at some of the trivia here. If there's anything that's uh of the maid fucking or the of last action hero. The last action hero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The trivia is, well, you know, some days she just wouldn't, you know, she just wasn't in the mood. And Oh, that's so funny. Arnold had to feed Maria true lies. And... Oh, man. There's not a lot here that's not, you know, stuff we have already talked about. Um... Right. I, there was one mention of, like, all the specific guns they use. I'm like, who gives a shit? Oh, here's something you'll find interesting. The actual explosion shot from when the ex-wife's house gets blown up is from the last Boy Scout. They, like, just put it in. 
which was written by Shane Black. Right. So I was about sense. to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Which I saw, I think, for the first time, like, six months ago or four or five months ago. I, I did like that Schwarzenegger kept screwing up his own last name when he was referring to the actor. I did find that entertaining, honestly. That was the, some funny-ass shit, dude. Like, my, the, the one thing that they never comment that I've always wanted them to comment in this movie is... How come no one ever questions his fucking German accent or his Austrian accent? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest getaway. Yeah, your name is Jack Slater? What part of California are you from? Fucking Vienna? Yeah. Oh, this is kind of neat. I don't know. It's not, it's not like, oh, like, oh, my God. But it's kind of a neat little tidbit. So there's one of those, like, Easter egg things that they throw into movies that you and I find interesting. But it's not yeah. like um, Danny's apartment number is 3D. I fucking forgot that, I'm, and I saw it on screen. I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking brilliant. That That's a great little fucking thing, man. Like, you could tell, like, despite all the bullshit, like, these guys thought about trying to make a, a fun popcorn movie, but they also thought of the details. Like, yeah, they kept plot holes and 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 goofs in the film to make it even more kind of, like, self-aware, but the fact it's 3D is is pretty fucking funny. Tina Turner is the mayor of L.A. I forgot about like, that, that's, too. You know, I, um, I didn't really recognize her the multiple viewings when I was yeah, a it's a, Yeah, it's a little a little rough, you know. Um, it, yeah, it's. but when I saw, I mean, the irony was, like, when I saw F. Murray Abraham, I'm like, oh, my God, it is Salieri. Like, because I saw Amadeus when I was young. Right, right, young. right, right, yeah. So th that's the funny thing is I didn't catch Tina Turner, but I caught fucking F. Murray Abraham. Well, with with all respect to, I mean that's a thing though. But like with all respect to F. Murray Abraham, unfortunately, like that's half the time when I see him, I refer to him as I don't call him F. Murray Abraham. I call him Solieri. Right. You know, like, um, but yeah, like can we let? But let's let's talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about the the awards this this movie won because oh, you're you're gonna you're gonna fucking drill this film to the ground with all the Razzies. Is that what you're gonna do? I I've lost the the section now. Where did it go? Someone, uh, on, the is, is, some, someone on the internet likes me. It's seriously like gone. Oh, here we go. All right, the the film was nominated, you know, because it's so good. For for six golden raspberries. Forget the Oscars. The Oscars are just nothing compared. Yeah, this 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 movie deserves Razzies. So, um, for worst picture, which I think is you know interesting. Uh, worst director, worst screenplay, worst new star. That's kind of fucked up on Austin for Austin O'Brien. I gotta say, worst original song. Um, What's the original song? Big Gun, the ACDC uh, song. The, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but it didn't win any. For what it's worth, it didn't win any of them. They were just nominated for all those, but it didn't win any of them. So there you go, I guess. So they're a winner and a loser, is what you're saying? Like, yeah, it's so it it it, it it's it, yes, I guess they're winners because they didn't get the worst of everything, but the they got into the nominee category. You're such a dick, CJ. <laughs> Hey, motherfuckers, get ready for a long closing that us podcasters are obligated to do. I try to make this funny, so bear it all with me. 
If you're currently listening to this after an episode, then you already know how to find us. But if someone played this for you and you need directions, then you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Or simply Google us. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Also, we do it live! Fuck it! Sorry. What I mean to say is we show off our shenanigans every Friday on GetVocal.com slash PodAskew. That is vocal, spelled V-O-K-L. This is a way for our fans and friends and family to interact with us and occasionally offer to pay for therapy. Catch these interventions at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Do the math if you're not in either of those time zones. Also, if you happen to like us individually, I do a live reading of books called Rico's Reads. This means I take a look and read a book. Currently, I'm waiting for LeVar Burton to sue my literate ass. But I add funny voices and say fuck a lot. So it's not true plagiarism. So let me tuck your ass in on Thursdays on GetVocal.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for you West Coast dudes, that means 4 p.m. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore Blade. Clearly, he put more thought into his username than I. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. The dude is our very own Michelangelo. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Lemons for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. And fucking finally, and most important, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I. You guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Hang tight for the post-credit. Damn it. I need a smoke. I know a lot about what's going on. Now, if you would just listen. All right, son. I got the perfect listener for you. Meet your new partner. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen.